What's happening? I have a lot of energy. I have... Why do I have a lot of energy? I have a lot of energy because great things are happening. Big things popping, little things stopping. So, um, <laughs> so welcome back to Sidebar Josen, y'all. I'm Bree. This is Duffy. And we're back in the closet. This is Duffy a little Stuffy. This is Stuffy Duffy and Breezy Bree. <laughs> and we are back in the building. We are back in our, our original recording area, which I feel fantastic about. I feel like our energy is just different, even though you look like our energy death is warmed up. <laughs> But welcome back to the show, you guys. Today we are going to be covering um, the Red Table Talk and what we could take away from that conversation that Jada had with young Jordan Woods. I know we might be a little late, but we the, the we might be late on the, the topic itself. However, what we could take away from it is a lifetime worth of things. So mm-hmm. let's get into that and sit back, relax, adjust your bra straps. Um, <laughs> let's get into a wee Josen. Okay, so let's talk about the most recent Red Table Talk that... Um, young jordan wood i don't know why i keep calling her young jordan Woods. young jordan wood because she she is she is young she's she's not that old i mean she's not that old but she's also what only seven years eight years younger than us so she's not that young but um yeah so i want to talk about that that's what we're going to get into today because i thought that that was that was very interesting i i enjoyed watching it and i before before you talk about like how like you enjoy watching it yeah. and what you enjoyed about it because I really want to know, uh-huh. give us an uh, just a recap on what brought her to the red table. Ah yes, okay. So recap: if you have um, not been living under a rock, um, the 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 young lady apparently had a brief tryst. With Tristan. (laughs) You see what I did there? But, um, yes, apparently Jordan Woods um, had kissed uh, Khloe Kardashian's boyfriend slash the father of her child. And we did kind of touch on this on the, the, like, Mm -hmm. hot topics kind of thing. But, um, yeah, as it stands now... um, Basically, they she was she attended a party after a party. So it was an after party at someone's home. Cell phones were supposed to have been collected so that people couldn't leak what was happening in the shindig. Mm-hmm. But yet, um, somebody still, I guess, made an observation or had some. I don't know. I don't even know if anybody had footage on their phone or whatever. But someone right, that has not surfaced. Yeah, that has not surfaced. But someone said that they, uh, I guess, had seen her canoodling with um Tristan and that uh they had um seen just kind of inappropriate kind of interactions and then she stayed at the house until 7 a.m and they would say overnight overnight and so they you know she was leaving the house at the wee hours of the morning and so of course this is all uh blown up because it's involving the Kardashian Jenner clan and uh, that their life their their lifeblood is mess like mm-hmm. there is no kardashians there there is no jenner kind of popularity if this doesn't keep going you know like this kind of stuff because this is what fuels their show yeah is they you know of course people are interested in the boring aspects of their life for what reason i do not know but um there's they you know this is very important to the kenner the <laughs> Because Kenner might as well be Jenner and Jenner might as well be Kenner. But Ken, the, the Jenner slash Kardashian brand is like people being interested in what's going on in their life. So this is right up their alley with this kind of foolishness because it keeps them back in the spotlight. Right. So um, to try and uh, kind of respond to the backlash and all the things that have been happening as a result of this because you know they I, i'd seen people saying that you know like courtney's friends are is it courtney no it's chloe it's chloe that one um so oh my gosh <laughs> it's just i don't know courtney sounds like the more natural thing to call her but anyway 
her friends, the twins from ATL or whatever, have mm-hmm. been responding in comments and things. And I haven't read any of the stuff. I've just seen... Because it's even been in my news tab, my little Apple thing. Like, so-and-so responds mm-hmm. to Jordan Woods and all this kind of stuff. And they think she's full of crap and blah, blah, blah. And so I guess to try and address uh, this, yeah. she she went to the red table mm-hmm. with Jada Pinkett Smith because she her family is connected to the Smith family because her father may he rest in peace um did like lighting I think on the freshman to Bel Air one of those behind the scenes jobs yeah he, so he's an industry person mm-hmm. and so they got to be very close and the Smiths have known Jordan since birth right and basically, she is, well, basically the reason that the Jordan is connected with the Kardashian family to begin with is because of Jaden Smith, right. who introduced Jordan to Kylie. Right. So, with all that being said, now uh, she's in a bit of a conundrum because her lips met the lips of a man who was not hers. Quite and the now she is she is basically... Or at least in that attempt, she, you know, she tried to kind of share her side of the story and things. Yeah. So, now that we're all caught up, the dialogue that they had. We well, find, first and foremost... What interesting about this thing? What did you think of the fact that she went on the Red Table Talk to begin with? Um, I think it was an... I think it was a good place to kind of share her story. And I can see why she would do it that way. Because if she were to go to a new source who she claims would not take her story to begin with, it could have been misconstrued. They could have easily got gotten sound bites. They could have easily took her story and then shaped it into what they wanted the story or the narrative to be. And But with the Red Table Talk, the Red Table Talk is always like, is it seems to be very genuine conversation. We can't take away the fact that it is, you know, edited. And, Mm -hmm. you know, they do, they probably do chop and screw it to some extent. Or Um, at least re-record. Yeah. Um, However, all of the stories thus far that have come across the Red Table Talk have been very genuine. And it would seem that there, that would be the platform where she could tell her story. And it would be like her audience, the audience who would be watching it wouldn't say, oh, I think she's lying, she's full of shit. They probably would get the perception she is telling the full truth. Okay, so yeah, that that's that's interesting because like the audience, the people who watch Red Table, the Red Table talk, mm-hmm. are probably folks who are very into this whole kind of like healing and openness and objectivity it's like because it's not that mess. would be myself <laughs> like right like it's not it's not a messy show it's not something that you would go and watch mm-hmm. to go and hear about drama and then like kiki and all that kind of stuff it's something that's supposed to be meaningful and in some sense therapeutic and whatnot and so um i think that that was a i would say that that was a good pr move it was on a good her PR part move, yeah because that setting provided her with the space in which she could go and tell her truth Mm -hmm. and it wasn't like you know she was talking to wendy williams about it she's talking to jada who jada's all about you know like and yeah the the real the deal and being honest and and honest and speaking hard truth truth and all that so so like even beyond that though like also you have to look at it as if it puts her into a different frame in light because, you know, from when this story came out, you definitely think of her as jump off, a woman who does not have a job. Mm-hmm. She's a hoe. She's thirsty. She's just around all these people with money so that she can come up and she got her opportunity. She's an opportunist. But, like, in the framework of the show, uh-huh. she's she's a family girl. She's right. a young woman who was brought up in this industry to begin with it gives her a different sense of representation um because she's already where she she belongs yeah and but also that she's respectable in the sense that this is someone's sister this is someone's niece this is Mm -hmm. someone's child also you know because she's already like she never was like uh say like black china who kind of was on a come up Mm -hmm. and and got linked to that family she actually grew up with the niggas so like she her people got money too 
And so she she definitely has been just, it seems like, Kylie Jenner's sidekick for yeah. the longest time. And so I think this is a lot of people's introduction to her as a person. Exactly. And it was it was interesting to watch because there was a part of me that was like, I know that this is definitely a move to, in a sense, kind of redeem yourself. Mm-hmm. However, I love the fact that we're having this really human conversation about I fucked up and I am suffering the consequences of that. But how can I come back from that fuck up yeah. and learn from it, do better uh, repair the relationships that I may have either ruptured or destroyed entirely. And if there's no repairing it, what do we do to move forward? Yeah. And so I thought that that was really, really interesting um, and meaningful. And so I liked it. I thought I, I, at yeah. first I was like, I'm not watching this. Oh, this I shit. had to watch it. I'm not like, cause you know I, don't, I had to see girl. Cause like I, tr- I really genuinely, and I've said this before. It's like, I'm, I tried to stay away from anything related to them folks because mm-hmm. I don't, I don't get it. And I also feel as though a lot of their brand is kind of, um, picking and choosing different pieces of black and African-American culture and kind of trying to wear it all as a costume. And then like, you know, mm-hmm. uh, putting it back out as this kind of Kardashian thing or this Jenner thing. Like, I know that that to, to me, she's, I know she's 21, but like Kylie and all them still, it's like, she's like a child to me or whatever, but I still have not quite gotten over the fact that this young lady is, um, really, sold big lips to people <laughs> i am not quite girl over the fact that many people sat there and believed when she said that she was overlining lips that she did not have if you were overlining your lips with no lips at all we would tell we'd see the pencil marks no, ma'am. When I tell you, people <laughs> literally overline their lips now. Like, it's a trend. See, and I mean, overlining your lips is not even this new phenomenon. But the fact that she was saying that she overlined her lips when she originally had her no lips. From zero lips to yeah. 100% lips. So you mean to tell me that overnight, because you found a good pencil or whatever like that, you didn't drew on some lips and it looked like real lip. Like, it just... The fact that her whole brand was built up on playing on the impressionable youth that are enamored with this whole fast and fabulous lifestyle and the Mm -hmm. glamour and all of it, it just, it bugs me. And then the thing that bugs me even further is the whole, like, beyond her lips, the whole transformation of her body and then selling that as puberty. But, I mean, did puberty give her that tan? When did she become a Nubian queen? Like no. what part of you? What part of I'm puberty not. made her the same color as her biracial child? Like I just like she started to literally transform. Like the she was built like no shades were, but she was built like a box. And like we talked about this before, a body stick. image, a stick. She was built like a boxy stick, and like no shade because everybody has different body shapes and stuff like that. But my thing is, if you cannot be forthcoming and honest about the fact that you have done something to yourself and you're trying to sell to people that, Oh, I just gained 20 pounds and all of a sudden I'm shaped like a Coke bottle when I was shaped like loose leaf yesterday, you know, like that just does not sit right in my spirit. So I have like, I feel, and that's the same thing with Kim when Kim going to go and get, um, the x-ray of her mm-hmm. booty and stuff like that. See, I don't have implants. Sure, you don't have implants, sis, but you got something injected in there because your your, your legs to butt ratio, you look like a fucking drum mallet. And you're going to sit here and Girl. tell us. <laughs> look, all right, all right. I'm off my soapbox. You are. <laughs> but... You you must get down. I must get... But, but my whole thing with them is that they are annoying as a unit. And so anything associated with them, I'm not really interested in because it's just like what y'all sell, what y'all kind of put out there, it's annoying. It's it's just really... So you didn't care that this even happened? No. And then, like, I mean, I can't even lie for the little bit I do know or whatever. It's like, didn't Chloe get with Tristan while his former girlfriend was... um, 
gotta have been like six or seven months pregnant so isn't this i mean i wouldn't even say is it still is karma still playing out right now because it's not like this is the first time she's been, been cheated on he's been dipping and diving and all kinds of things since jump street so so a lot of people made that point they were like you know karma is definitely coming back to bite her because she got with him when you know he had a woman who was eight nine months seven eight nine yeah, she months was pregnant, big pregnant you know they, third they trimester split. um and of course you get well you'll lose a man how you get him oh sure and so i was like well girl i mean i can only extend so much sympathy to you because this is who this might this is your own kind of doing it seems but at the same time right we can't at even the same time excuse the behavior there's though. this there's this extra layer uh-huh. that I, I think if it was any other woman, mm-hmm. okay, but there's this extra layer of who the person is that was involved. Like with right. Jordan being the one that was involved and her having been around the family for so long. Uh-huh. And I would assume that, you know, they get pretty close because they seem to get pretty close with one another's friends and mm-hmm. one another's significant other. Right, like they've known this girl since like, middle school so right. that's since what the age of 11 so talking about sleepovers like she they've known her for well over a decade if not you know like a little longer than that so she's been in the mix for some time right so they've built a very strong bond with within her. the family yeah. <clears throat> so you know with that it's just like that extra layer of confusion and hurt i i feel i felt like she would be deserving of some sympathy or empathy yeah, no, I mean, and I get that because, like, the whole being cheated on thing is, it sucks. It sucks ass. And, I mean, we literally just had a whole conversation about, like, the pains of being cheated on. And mm-hmm. so I get the whole, damn, this sucks because you still have, a like, a a baby that is still kind of fresh. I mean, she hasn't made one yet, to my knowledge. And so you have this little one that... While you were having her, you were dealing with some shit about this nigga cheating. And mm-hmm. now, before she even could walk, this nigga has done it again. And it's just like, when does it end? But there's all, and also, Tristan is not, we, we can't be ruled out because I like, we're talking about the women involved in this, but that nigga is dirty. Give him, oh, yeah. give oh, him, yes. oh, yes, give him all his due. He is, and so if if if, dirty. if if it were me, I probably would have like threw his ass away, you know, like. But at the, the first same time, time, let's talk about the fact that the the whole he was cheating, mm-hmm. they were together scenario. How is it that he could be at his home? What you mean? And having a a after party party. Mm-hmm. And where was she? With the baby. But they rich. They where? do things things different. I don't know where? what happens in oh, the upper was, echelon. Oh, we went to Tristan's home. Oh, you mean like why don't they live together? Yeah. Like why is why is the the line we went to Tristan's home? Because that their whole relationship is probably a fucking sham and has been since day one or whatever. Like they the Kardashians in general seem to date black men for sports. So who knows, Ooh. like, how real that relationship was to begin with for them to even be talking about cohabitation and, and shit. Like, living they very separate lives with their very separate schedules mm-hmm. um, and doing their thing. And somehow, some way, a baby was conceived. conceived into this. And so now it's, like, it's much more serious than it probably initially began like like probably didn't even anticipate it lasting this long and so i mean bless so then that i mean that leads to this idea of like well how could she i mean she could definitely not jordan could not have broken up a home that wasn't a home i don't think that it was a home to begin with but however that does not excuse the fact that she got kissed it's not the way she described <laughs> it that does not excuse the fact that she got it because the way she described it, i have it dodged a kiss now. that man like caught like the way she made it sound it looked like he just caught her by the lips like right you know, he a like, big ass dude the like next thing you know up. you look you turn to your left and there's him it's lip and lips your forehead on his forehead 
He's down, bent over. And now you just, you like ran a fucking to his lips. Stoke. Like, it just... Lips. It... <laughs> and there they were, his lips. His lips. This sounds like lips. something out of a fucking <laughs> novel. So it sounded like it was something that genuinely caught her off guard and that she was in a state of shock even after it had happened. And so as a result, How she... How kisses happen? It's like I need Have you ever had somebody just, like, sneak in and, like, give you a kiss? Like, have you always looked deeply into someone's soul before they planted their lips on yours? No. Yeah. No, not all the time. No. But it, it has happened. But I've never had a kiss. I've dodged kisses. I've I mean, dodged it's so not like kisses. She, I wish I could have been a fly on the wall to see how this actually happened. Because it's like, Cause sis, I'm like could you have ducked? Like, what right. was could, could you have, like, slid your head? Right. Like, have you? But even spin if. Spin your neck like you're trying to hula hoop. Like, right. Like, even if she swerved and dodged and matrixed her way out of that peck. She still got kissed. She still... But even if she didn't get kissed, she was... I would say that the real crux of it all is that she did not disclose that that, that she even got happened. That's the part. That was... That is issue. the part. That is the the point of rupture. The big thing. Because it sounded... It really sounded as though something happened that she did not plan on. Ha- like, it really kind of caught her off guard. And so she was still kind of like grappling with the fact that this happened and when which was weirdly really weird to me when she started talking about chloe and everybody asking her hey how was the party what happened almost as though somebody else had told them like an hour prior hey something happened and so they were inquiring so it's almost like they were maybe the way the story sounds it yeah, almost I sounds see. like a I... very poor script writers behind this but continue and i can <laughs> see why then her response would be be defensive like they're asking you what's going on oh nothing's going on mm-hmm. i have to make sure it's clear that nothing's going on therefore i'm not gonna say this part Right, like, it didn't even sound like she was being defensive to me. It sounded like she was really, like, it was something, it was, you know how, like, something will happen and it'll be like, man, I didn't really mean for that to happen, or man, I fucked up or whatever like that, and as long as I keep this little piece of it to myself, what's the harm? Yeah. So, like, it just sounded like, yeah, like, it was like, you, it's not being combative. Yeah, it's not being combative. It's like, like, hold on, let me, like, reel this story in. Let me make sure this is not the perception. Because that's not it. That's not what happened. So, now that we've kind of touched on, on, like, just generally this whole situation as a whole, the dialogue that she had with Jada, do you think that that conversation um, really opened up something for her? Like, do you... Do you think that this was a really good space in which to really kind of reflect? Because I I genuinely Mm. thought that it was an open convo that really seemed to kind of touch her with something. Which, there was this one part in which they were talking about basically like the crucifixion of black women when we make a mistake in the, mm-hmm. in the spotlight and how everybody kind of just jumps on an opportunity to tear us down. Mm-hmm. Which I thought was interesting because I'm like, I didn't really feel like this is I, one of those situations. No, I but didn't. But that's a very important situation to have because yes, people can be go the extra mile in being critical of us because they have preconceived notions about us, whether it be through their racism, sexism, or otherwise, or the combination of both, like misogyny. Yeah. It's just, yeah. it could be a whole bunch of things, but I didn't feel like this was that thing. I didn't feel like this was that. But I was like, okay, this is, this is, this is good. This is, I mean, this is that touching on that is important. So I I think she may have gotten something um from it as far as like, understanding how you're supposed to learn from a mistake like actually taking lessons from a mistake yeah i think i think that one of the things that she maybe got a little that maybe maybe she was miscon that she got misconstrued that she was a little confused about Mm was she said i should have never been there to begin with which was that was weird i would say no 
That like, was really weird it's, to me. It's not your your fault if somebody did something that was out of your control. Right. Um like why would why couldn't you be at your friend's boyfriend's house? Exactly, because like I said, they're all very close. They tend to hang out. How often has like Scott been places with another one of the family members mm-hmm. not around Courtney? You know right. what I'm saying? It happens. So I wouldn't say that's it, you know what I'm saying, unless there was something that you knew or or understood in terms of like how the family was associating with him mm-hmm. that would say oh no i can't go to that party girl right which you know but if that, that might be it that could be it because it's like if the other family members are like oh no we're not fucking with him mm-hmm. then obviously then you should not be fucking with him Right, so if that was the case, and that's a totally different ball game. Why are you talking about? Oh, I shouldn't have been there. It's like, well, sis, what do you know that we don't know? So, right. so yeah, no, that yeah. that because was because really I would have felt comfortable enough yeah. to be like, oh, hey, I'm at so and so's house. Right, you know, just, just and they asked you about the next day, so it's like they knew you were there. So, right, I don't know, but at the same time, it's like other things mm-hmm. that she did take responsibility for, such as you know. I sat on the sofa next to him. I'm, I'm, I'm. I don't know if it's just me, but mm. from my history, I'm very careful, mm-hmm. like with people's men. Oh shit! Yeah, no, I don't. I wouldn't even position myself to look like I'm doing anything, anything funny. I'm not gonna talk to your nigga, uh, like at um about anything wild and appropriate or whatever like that. Cause like I have guy friends who have girlfriends and stuff, but like mm-hmm. the boundaries that I would expect. For my partner to respect around me and his and his female friends or whatever, I would expect that I do the same thing with being a female friend to people with, you know, girlfriends and stuff. Yeah. And so it's just like, don't be laid up all on them or hugged up on them in that, an inappropriate yeah. kind of way. Don't drape your legs over there while you sitting on the couch, right. like what she said she did. Like, yeah, well, I like, mean, I understand that your legs were not by his crotch, and they might have been by his by the bottom portion right. of his legs, and his legs are daddy long legs. I don't fucking know, right? But no, so go en- sit somewhere else, girl. Enough about like the situation itself, but let's talk a little, just a little bit on the. uh as far as accepting, being able to have a conversation and accepting responsibility for when you fucked up, mm-hmm. how hard is it for you to do that? Like, has there been a process for you as far as getting to a point where when you've done something wrong, being able to admit that you've done something wrong and then have a conversation about it? Because I'll say, honestly, for me, it, it hasn't been like a tough process, mm-hmm. but... Um, I've become a lot more open to to it because I know how I am about addressing people when they've wronged me. Yeah. And wanting to be able to have an objective dialogue with them about it. So I need to be able to accept the same if I've done something to someone. Well, yeah. Because my, always, my thing always is, are you willing to talk? Mm-hmm. Or be open to talking? Because... One of us could have wronged the other. Mm-hmm. I could be on the receiving end of being wronged. But mm-hmm. if you reach out to me to talk to me, mm-hmm. the dialogue is important because there are things about the situation that I'm not privy to because I'm not in your position mm-hmm. that would only come to light if we have a discussion, if we have a conversation. So you're so saying like, like the person got, like, has to talk to you or has to be willing to talk to you? Yeah. Mm-hmm. That we have to be willing to have a have a discussion. Which I think that's just, that's just a grown up thing. Like that's something that comes with maturity mm-hmm. is being able to have and not a text conversation. No, that does not work. Not a text conversation. I am opposed to having conversations about meaningful stuff through text. And even though yes, I've done it, that it's just because of those experiences repeatedly of those things going awry that I've really kind of trying to stick to the whole. I don't want to have this kind of conversation through a text i'd rather and it does not work in 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 all in all different scenarios Mm -hmm. having a conversation about relationship Mm -hmm. a relationship with you and that other person Mm -hmm. when there's a rupture Mm -hmm. doesn't work because you can never really decipher tone and what they mean by certain things you like if i can i want to look you dead in your iris and like i want to see you see me 
seeing you like I want us to be able to have a conversation where there is no confusion about what I'm saying what and I'm being I'm able to say it all versus like trying to race against your three dots and you racing against my three dots to get what you got to say out before I say what I gotta say right. if you have an android it's different because now we really racing against the clock I don't know when the fuck you about to send a text back so like we are, uh, we, are we are on two different playing fields but anyway I want to be able to talk to you in person because I feel like it is better for communication when we can connect like that. Yeah. Um. The other thing about, you know, a, a, the relationship and being able to, like, move past certain things mm-hmm. is you have to not only say your piece about, like, what, what happened. And I mm-hmm. think this is what came from the Red Table Talk that I liked. Jada was very kind of directive about having Jordan talk about what she did mm-hmm. and not what other people did. Yes. So that it, from from that standpoint, it helps the situation in terms of it helps you to think of that person as someone who is willing to admit their faults mm-hmm. and therefore is willing to possibly change any behavior that has caused this situation to happen so mm-hmm. that you can trust that mm-hmm. it won't happen again. Right. And that's difficult. It's difficult to come to the table with, look, this is what I did. Accepting responsibility is really hard because a lot of people do not want to deal with the consequences. Mm-hmm. Like, that's like, I mean, like, we going back to when we talked about, like, cheating and stuff like that. It's like, if you admit to your partner that you cheated on them, the consequence could be that they leave you and you don't want them to leave. So then you just, you lie about it. Or if you do have a conversation about it, you kind of tiptoe and dance around how it even happened or whatever like that to try and absolve yourself from some responsibility. Mm -hmm. Because you know that the outcome is not going to be something that you want. So like if you can't say I did this and be ready to accept the big dog consequences that can come with your behavior, your actions or whatever like that, you really got to have a moment with yourself you got to pray about that because it's like, you know what? Sometimes you slip, you fall, we fall down, but we get up. Like, you you really have to be able to have a moment with yourself and be like, I have to be honest for my sake. Because if you really want to, like, atone, yeah. you cannot fully atone if you are only giving half-truths and taking partial responsibility and trying to shift blame to other people and other things when in reality, this is on you yeah so your part is on you your part is on you how can you help heal the other person how can you mend the friendship the the relationship with the family member the relationship with your partner whatever like that if you're only giving them bits and pieces to work with right it's almost like you're gaslighting the fuck out of them yeah when you do because because <laughs> you sh- like in terms of a conversation like this you know when you're trying to mend a friendship build a relationship you know trying to return trust to a relationship you have to go into the conversation with the understanding that you're looking for um no with uh, you're looking for understanding you're Mm -hmm. looking to be understood but you're also looking to understand and Mm -hmm. validate the other person's feelings because that's what that's what draws people like back if they can say okay so you fucking get it you get it. Right. You got to let that person... If you hurt that person, you got to let them hurt. You got to you gotta let them hurt. You got to let them unleash. I'm not saying, like, go and tell them that you did something to them and let them wail on you, which sometimes it... I don't... I mean... And let I, them wail on you. I am anti-violence, but sometimes people have done things that it just it feels like knocking their jaw loose would be the solution but that is yeah. but and we, is, we don't do that we're not doing that i'm, I'm <laughs> actually like speaking from experience like when i'm talking about being able to walk into a situation and own like mm-hmm. what you did because a similar situation has happened between a friend and i but not at this level mm-hmm. it was a situation with a guy mm-hmm. i didn't know that she had dated this guy then they were not in a relationship mm-hmm. i think we had this conversation before. yeah we did. we did i did not know that they were in a relationship well they, they weren't in a relationship i didn't mm-hmm. know she dated this guy mm-hmm. um i had started dating this guy 
we were all going to meet up. I started giving basically clues that, you know, let this person know who this person was. Mm -hmm. And they were like, oh, the guy I dated? I was like, no. And because I didn't know. And it turned out to be that guy. Mm -hmm. And she felt offended. Like, probably like how Chloe had felt. Mm -hmm. You know, like how could this person have put themselves in a position where they would betray my trust or where where they would be have gone behind my back and mm-hmm. you know I didn't know about it I didn't get talked to about it and you know there were pieces of information that I felt were missing and they didn't tell me it's very so, violating yeah and so I'm pretty sure she felt violated but one of the you know misconceptions was she really didn't get the idea that I didn't know like she didn't get that mm-hmm. but from that and that's the standpoint that I came from was mm-hmm. I did not know that like I can't right. be blamed for something that I didn't know like you I can't be held accountable for something I didn't know that doesn't make sense right but in my defense of that point mm-hmm. I missed the point about I'm hurt because it's like you weren't hearing me mm-hmm Right. And that's what I learned from that situation. It's more so about the hearing. It's not always about, you know, you being heard. It's also about, did you hear the other person too? And oh, maybe if you can express that, then they can also hear you. But at the same time, what I would say is being available for a conversation is very important because I opened the door for a conversation like mm-hmm. three to four different times. Yeah. And I mean, and the other person has to be open. That's the other period. person has to be open. They do. Like, it, if it doesn't work if the other person is not ready to talk. And you have to respect that. If you are not ready, like, if you're the person who has been hurt and you are not ready to talk, it doesn't make you messed up to not be ready to have that conversation with the person that hurt you. That's true. So, like, um, like they were saying that... Uh, and this is over time, though. Right. And so. they were saying, like, Chloe, she had, well, she said she had a brief conversation and, like, a brief conversation with Kylie or whatever, but not a full-blown kind of sit-down chat. Mm-hmm. And she has to, I guess, respect, and it sounds like she does, that she has to respect that that is not where they are right now. Yeah. And so when those channels of communication open up, she will then have an opportunity to have that kind of back and forth with both the friend and and then the family member that, you know, that she hurt and whatnot. And hopefully their results will be positive. But, um, and also too, you made a really good point of not accepting responsibility for stuff that like you're not responsible for. So mm-hmm. even if you hurt somebody, like if some if you did something to someone and you hurt them, and they're like, oh, you did this, that, and the third, and one of those this, that, or the thirds is not a part of the case or whatever, don't feel because you are already guilty of one thing that you have to go on and just take the heat for everything. Like, if you didn't do something, if you weren't really genuinely were not in the know, or if something mistakenly happened and you didn't realize it in enough time to rectify the situation before it blew up, I mean, accept responsibility for what you are responsible for, and, and no more than that. Because mm-hmm. that's also part of just, like, the honesty thing. Yeah. But, yeah, no, you have to work with people on their time and at their pace and whatnot. And, I mean, I'm a, I'm, I'm a firm believer in, in, you know, like, I do believe in karma. And karma finds her way around and she takes her time and all that kind of stuff. And so if this young lady did have more nefarious intentions and or something was really... Because I saw something else... Jeffree Star, that hag. I cannot stand him either. What a... Ugh. All right, we're not off the soapbox. But anyway, as I was, like, um, popping in on my, my Snapchat for, like, five seconds, you know how they do little ads and tell you people talking about this, that, and the third. And apparently, uh, he's saying that she had been sleeping with Tristan for months. And I was like... <laughs> so like if that's the case if you have been doing stuff that you didn't have no business doing and it does come out my that that's so big right now right i was like oh my so if if that's what's happening sis you're you, you you might just be getting like your karma might just be starting to come around and this is just the beginning of it so you know it's i i, I really be, i really believe in that i don't believe that you can put shit out into the world and receive, you know, like, flowers in return. Yeah. If you plant a bad seed, you will get a bad harvest. 
And it may take time. It may not happen immediately. Mm -hmm. But when it does happen, I feel like the longer it takes to happen, the worse it will be. Because Mm -hmm. it'll hit you when you least expect it. Mm -hmm. So, like, if if she's going out into the world and she is not being completely honest and it is more than just a kiss or whatever like that, Mm -hmm. she's gonna... Some of this is just her karma finding its way back. And so she has to take the karma as less. Like, anytime karma comes back to find you... Learn from her. Mm-hmm. Let her be a lesson that you cannot put negativity into the world and expect that it will not find you mm-hmm. because it, everything comes full circle. So, like, in this case, it might be this minor thing or it might be this big thing, but be careful how you treat people and whatnot and do your best to mend the bridges that you have burned. Mm -hmm. or if there's no mending them try to be a better person moving forward and deal with the consequences as they come and learn from the consequences Mm -hmm. so that's that's what i like i was i was proud of the fact that it seemed like at such a young age she really was kind of taking this in stride and she did make a really you know a point about this is crazy people are like my my mama can't go leave to go to the store and my kid my little brother sister whatever can't go to school because people staking out the house like with camera like it's just getting into a dangerous kind of point or whatever yeah and so it's like yeah you know like all of this seems like for play play but it's re- it's a real life situation to some extent for them because people go far right so they so she has to, i'm glad that it seems like as far as how she's trying to deal with it she's trying to deal with it in the most effective and helpful way possible to get the best result for everybody that's involved mm-hmm. so that it doesn't blow up into anything more ridiculous than it yeah. already mm-hmm. is yeah. Do we have any final thoughts on? Cause I I really if I like the red table and I I wish that it was like, you know what they're gonna beat us to it, but like they're gonna have like a tour, a red table tour or something like that. Probably. So they're gonna travel around the country and have all kinds of real cool things. But it's kind of like the thing that I had the in December. Which I'm not yes. going to mention my project because um, it was a small thing that is now I'm trying to build up on it for another thing. But mm-hmm. it was kind of like an open space for women to talk about their experiences and like healing, heartbreak, growth and all of these sorts of things, right? Yeah. And so I wish that there were more Red Table-esque or like my event-esque things going on in different communities so that women, men people could come together and have these kinds of just back and forth conversations, these really thoughtful, critical talks about things that are really important that would make us better people if we just took the time to sit with it. Because we all make mistakes. We've all fucked up. We've all had to answer for it. But it's how you answer for it, I think, that is the most meaningful thing. Yeah. Any uh, any final thoughts there? Um, not today. I, I really, I think, I don't have any final thoughts today. Like, that's really, really it. You know, when you've fucked up, you have to own your shit so you can possibly mend fences with another person. Agreed. So, why don't we go ahead and take a break? And yes, I'm going to go get something to um, help my throat because I'm a little parched. So we'll be right back. So now on to our social media segment. Meanwhile, on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram, it never really stays on Facebook. It doesn't seem like the people really are goofing off like they used to back in the G. But um, yeah, I... I think that it seems like what the, what the people are talking about is R. Kelly um, being arrested, being bailed out by a friend he'd only known for a few months that he met on a little cruise ship. And, um, girl. Okay. And um, him being re-arrested for a child, uh, what was it? Um, child support. Child support. He missing child support payments. So that clip of him um, uh, 
getting a little... I wouldn't even say he was getting buck with Gail. Because he did an interview with Gail King, who is Oprah's best friend. Yes. And um, she uh, was asking questions, I guess, that started to elicit a certain response uh. from him. <laughs> What response was elicited? He was irate. <laughs> like, he, he was getting clear. He was actually visibly upset because the we were talking about the whole child support issue. And um, how could he, you know, he was upset because it's like, well, how can I pay child support if I am basically out of a career now as a result of... Well, he's not saying as a result of my behavior, but he's blaming, like, his wife... Um, telling her story and saying that that's affecting his income basically but i so here's my thing i have i i can't i can't with r kelly i've already i've been been for like a couple of years now been 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 wrote r kelly off um i'm not i'm probably not going to watch the interview because i'm not interested and i'm not i'm not really interested in going over this and going through this and and hearing this and stuff, I also am not a big fan. Like, I don't seek out watching people cry. It kind of freaks me out. Mm-hmm. So, like, it just... Um, I'll let y'all tell me about it and what happens. I haven't and... watched the full thing. Yeah. Um, But, <laughs> apparently, yes, that's where these tears are coming from. The fact that, you know, all of these indictments are coming up against him. And he ha- does not have the, the money or the support to um overcome this or get bailed out or get the legal support that he needs because now apparently people have been stealing money from him due to his illiteracy and you know inability to manage his own financial um his own financial stuff yeah like he what did he say like that he just went to the bank for the first time on his own in his life to manage his account three weeks to a month ago um and all he had in there was three hundred fifty thousand. and so right and so he just moved it on to a new account and now you know because of that that's why he had to get bailed out because he didn't have access to those funds and he's trying to figure out all these people that have been stealing from him and how he's going to pay child support and overcome these other things when he it's can't work because he's been his his reputation has been tarnished and his it's life's work has been destroyed it's so much stuff and his wife of 13 years they were married and no domestic violence claims have come out of that marriage and he doesn't understand how now all of a sudden this stuff is coming up and um it's just so it's just so much going on that it's just overwhelming to the point where i'm just like i'm gonna clock out and go watch a disney channel because this is this is this is oh this is a lot and and then on um i mean we we just talked about karma all of five minutes ago. We did. It may take years for her to find you. But trust me, you would want her probably to find you before. Like right mm. after you done fucked up. Sooner rather than Sooner later. rather than later. Because when she comes later, she comes and she holds back no fucking punches. And so if you have been for years abusing young women, young girls. You have been doing dirt for decades. You could only expect that it will come back to haunt you tenfold. Mm -hmm. And here, you you are reaping your harvest. This is your harvest, R. Kelly. This is your harvest. And so this is unfortunate that so many people had to suffer at his hands and that they are probably all being gaslit right now with his constant denial of what's occurred. And I think I glanced across something that said the parents basically, I think it was like on page six or something. Um, You know, page six is like this popular something in like the New York's okay. or whatever. But um, page six is saying that he said that the girls were basically sold to him by the parents. Like that doesn't sound better. It doesn't sound better, but it's just kind of like there is so much just dirt and damage and 
all kinds of stuff. And you have to know that you will reap what you sow. You have to know this. You have to know this. But some people feel as though it will never come to them because they've been getting away with it for so long. How can I get, you know, like, what's going to stop me now? Hmm. And I mean, people are all like, of course, some niggas somewhere in the abyss of Facebook is like, well, what about Harvey Weinstein? No, bitch. Harvey is getting his, too. He is currently in litigation as we fucking speak. He is not getting away with it either. His comeuppance has come. So, like... His <laughs> comeuppance. It's basically everybody is getting, like, ran over by a train at this Snitched. point. Snitched. Like, it's 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 their time and stuff. And, I mean, I I, I identify as a Christian. So, I'm, I'm a, <laughs> my God never sleeps. Trust. So, oh, my God. So, I mean, if you, if for him, if it's just like, sir, the best that you can do is admit your wrongs and you go along with the consequences and you keep it pushing and you learn hopefully from your mistakes the best that you can. Because we have, like one of our classmates is convinced that he is, his IQ is definitely in that borderline range. And I am like, sis, you're on to something because like... Cause I mean he all he he does when you listen to him talk he does strike you as somebody who is just like there's something going on there and that it probably never was addressed. Mm. The fact that he is just getting to looking at his own bank account, like imagine all of the life skills he never learned because from a very young age, like whenever he started popping, his life has always been managed by other people. Imagine the anxiety of not knowing what's in your bank account, though. That happens to people every day. Exactly. Like, I'm just like... Every day. What was taken now? Like, Mm-mm. every minute of the fucking day. Like, yeah. now what did they get? I just saw a notification. Like, I am... Um, so... I can, how? How can you... I mean, how can you... I don't know. If you make millions of dollars and you are, for all you know, living living it up or whatever, if you got enough money to buy all of these bedazzled jackets for the BET Awards and um, these studded hats <laughs> and um, these, you know, like making these 16 minute long songs, which I'm sure the studio time on that was like, you probably paid a pretty penny for that. Not if he owns the fucking studio. I mean, well, I mean that too, but you got to keep the lights on. Like, I mean, like you know, all of these things, I guess you wouldn't care. You wouldn't because like, you. You would, you would think that it's just everything's ever taken flowing. care of and it's it's been like 20 years about oh yeah yeah, yeah. so like 20 and plus it's, it's years keep, it keeps rolling yeah like you nothing is your train has not, not even, stopped not even when the the concerts you know but he was still doing concerts up. they began to trickle a little and not even but still, how much were they trickling because you still he was he was just on the bill for something a couple of months ago, oh, yeah. like a, a love's tour or whatever like that. And you know somebody's, like, flat booty ass auntie was going to go and be in there in all of her spandex and club wear. And, like, will be singing down Step in the Name of Love. Like, you know that people were going to go. Like, he, wa- he wasn't yeah. hurting that bad to not... So why he acting like he hurting so damn bad now? Because they taking his name off shit? Well, no. I think now it's like the reality is sunk in that like left the well has literally is. run dry at this point. Like there and, is no more concerts. And people are, his support team, it seems like they exited stage left. Right. So it's like all of a sudden now the reality is hit that it is no longer going to function as you had once known. It's, it's over, Pimpin'. It's, it's done. It's done. Well, he just needs mm-hmm. to go into retirement. Retirement? He needs to go to jail. But <laughs> he needs to go into retirement jail. Like, I mean, honestly, at this point, if you still support R. Kelly, I, I, I can't see it for you. I don't, I don't know what your deal is. I, I really, because now it's not only like he's just been accused of it. I mean, nigga, there's like two to three more tapes that have popped up at this point, like. How can we continue to deny that this person has been doing this when you have actual, factual, tangible evidence of him doing it? You can't deny it at this point unless you are a fucking lunatic. Like, you literally, like, you can only suspend reality so much to make it fit that this is not happening. Which people do. 
and they're they're doing there's a lot of suspension happening right there's now a lot like of suspension. but people need to just go on and accept the fact that the person that made music that they enjoyed is definitely somebody who is a threat to adolescent women and older women as well and um here we are which leads me into another controversial thing because Michael Jackson's documentary just came out. And we, we haven't yet watched I it. I haven't watched it. I do have HBO Go, so I am... You do? Yes, I do. Password, please. I thought I gave... I no, gave it to you. No, you did not. Bitch. I thought I did, but I'm going to give it to you. But, okay. um, I... I have to go and look. I have to really see this. I am... Because here's the thing, too. The same thing has to apply here with Michael Jackson. Is that if there is enough evidence to support the fact that this is actually what happened then we all have to reckon with the fact that you know this is this is it because people are already saying he's dead right and i mean this isn't new this is the same thing like with r kelly this shit is not new the the difference though with this particular situation was that one of the boys i think at some point because I remember, I don't remember the first time around, but I rem- I was old enough to remember the second time around when he was back in court. Because this is when he was showing up to court in pajamas and standing on top of the fucking cars and shit. Yeah. Or whatever. But he, um, like, I think that that person, had, like, because this was with Jesus Juice. You remember? With the wine or whatever. Like, it was, it was like, yeah, girl, that. What the hell? What a clusterfuck. But apparently that person had since come out and admitted that, you know, like, this was, like, an extortion kind of thing. This was a money thing. And so, I'm like, well, that complicates things further because it's like, well, you have people who have basically admitted that they were being dishonest or there's people who know that they were being dishonest and right. stuff. So, it's like, well, where does the truth lie in all of this? Because I'm not saying that Michael Jackson didn't. We don't know. We don't know. We have no proof. I mean, like, the real big difference here with R. Kelly and Michael Jackson is that R. Kelly is being filmed he is on tape he is there <laughs> like literally you can't deny like it he's we have right time, we have time frames we, we have, have time stamps we have people with... shouting his name in the background of the videos apparently like you can't lie that he's not there but 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 with this with michael it's like i don't know and then i saw something with the family saying that they were releasing a, out like a concert Mm-hmm. video the same time at which so this this is already out but they released a concert video i guess as a response or whatever because it's like it's of course the family's upset um they're curious as to why this is happening right now yeah and um which i mean i can't even lie either i am curious i'm like this is um a day late and a dollar short I mean, and, and you could argue that, well, what about R. Kelly? What about Bill Cosby and all that? And it's just like, well, sure, of course, anything that's been happening in the past, you can always dig it back up and address it. But the thing, yeah. the two differences with the R. Kelly and Bill Cosby is that a lot of those, those things had been unaddressed. Like, there were stories and things that had not hit the spotlight or things that people had kind of, you know, either glossed over or stories had not been told. This yeah. story... This isn't this isn't a new story or a new development or anything. This is like revisiting the story that had already essentially it seems that had been settled. And um like with R. Kelly and stuff, there was like multiple women that we probably didn't even know about. Yeah. And all kinds of different stuff that was happening there. This one I think is just kind of like recounting both the stories of the two boys who had gone to trial previously. Yeah. So I was like, wow, I mean, the, I'm not sure necessarily why at this point, but I mean, again, we have to be objective. And um, if Michael Jackson hurt people, then Michael Jackson hurt people. Um, we can only draw conclusions from what we've, the information that we've gotten. And so we've got a lot of conflicting information. For this one, so it would break my heart, bro. I can't even lie to you. I'm gonna watch it though. I'm I'm, I'm gonna watch it, and I'm gonna just I'm probably gonna have to like pray beforehand and pray after, cause I know it's just gonna break my little spirit. Oh, <laughs> like it's just it's just it's and just. And I had just made a playlist with Michael Jackson and some of the songs that right. were, um 
that sample his music and it is a great motherfucking playlist i would be and i mean the thing is is that if you heartbroken to destroy it if you so happen to feel like you don't want to give up michael or whatever as a result i mean the same thing with people with r kelly or bill cosby you can go and watch the cosby show if you want to and you can go and listen to um happy people if you want to that's between you and your moral code (laughs) so um do what you do um which is unfortunate but do what you do so the same thing like with michael or whatever like that i don't see especially because of like of how kind of comp- complicated this is i don't foresee his his um legacy being tarnished really m- any more than it had already been because of these situations yeah so we'll see i'm a i'm gonna go ahead and log into hbo and um and um get some snacks and i'm a, i'm gonna do if all I my homework sick, beforehand watch it with you, but that's not gonna happen Mm-mm. I'm doing all my homework beforehand so that I won't be all out of the mood to be typing papers and shit after watching something that I know will probably um, fuck you up. Yes. Oh. I gotta be in a mood. Okay. So, I don't know. Is there anything else going on in these streets? I know Mardi Gras just passed. I hope everyone had a very happy and safe carnival. Mardi Gras was wonderful. And it's I, I hate that those two people on the bike were killed. I know. I can't stress this enough. If you are inebriated, stay from behind the fucking steering wheel. It's not that hard, y'all. I know that there's fucking surges with Uber and Lyft and no one wants to pay $50 to get home. Call a friend. Call a family member. I know y'all got buku contacts in your phone with somebody that's willing to come and pick your drunk ass up to keep you from getting behind the wheel and making this kind of stuff happen. Because this is a second time. Because last time somebody like drove through a crowd at like Endymion or some shit. That was last year. That was last year? Ooh. And that was... Somebody got paralyzed, I think. Yeah, like it was was crazy. And this time there was... It was pretty lethal. Mm -hmm. Because... Now we have two people that that passed away from their injuries and others who were um hurt at different ranges of severity in their injuries. Yeah. And it's just like I don't get it. I don't get it that we have so many stories about people being hurt and and dying as a result of drunk driving and yet people still trust their own skill level when they're when they're like drunk off the ass and like yeah i got it and people still let them take the keys and go Hmm. so um for the sake of everyone else around you for your sake because this this young man's life is gone it's over that's a wrap curtains because he's going to jail straight up and then they also had to mention that he's the son of a police officer down here so that's i know i know his family's in some turmoil right now we gotta lift them up in prayer but um yeah that's that's pretty much it do we have a positive note that we can end on don't drink and drive but other than that um i don't know exercise is good for you for your physical and mental health i've been exercising a lot so um i'm going to be looking very svelte in miami and um yeah i hope i hope i hope that um you don't break your neck when you turn your your head so okay i'm just i gotta i gotta stunt somewhere yo <laughs> all right well um, I, yeah i don't know there's i don't see any positive notes here well there's gotta be so oh well all right positives from our original conversation be open and honest with yourself be there able to have conversations and and it's it takes time but if you you will feel better admitting your responsibility and trying to rectify situations in which you've done someone wrong it'll it'll be better that way than trying to hold on to your pride and and continuing to hurt people um karma will find you if you fuck up so when she does find you and I think you know what I think I don't think karma finds you if you accidentally fuck up. I think karma finds you if you intentionally. Shit. Karma seeks out people who are intentional about their shit. Karma won't come and find you if you made a mistake. Mm-hmm. 
I think, or or at least she won't come as hard if you made a mistake. Now, if you did some dirty shit and and you um like you knew what you was doing, I think she uh <laughs> she ups the ante. So if you are out here doing wrong, do better, mm-hmm. do better, and accept the lessons that come as a result of your behavior, and be better as you go forward. Um, I said, don't drink and drive. Be better. Um, take R. Kelly off your playlist. Yeah, I know I just said do what you do, but I'm 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 hoping that you do better. And um, what else? I think that's it. It's 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 festival time also. So Yay! I am a jazz fest baby, and so are you. Mm-hmm. I'm a jazz. I am definitely a jazz fest baby. I grew up on jazz fest. So I'm looking forward to that. Of course, you know, my people will be out there on them stages at different times and things. So enjoy that. I'm also looking forward to French Quarter Festival. And I think Forestry Festival is like around the same time. So anyway, if you are out and about in these New Orleans streets, um, be safe, have fun, um, and do the right thing like Spike Lee. Also, congratulations to Spike Lee on winning that Oscar. Very good. It's long overdue. And on that note, we are going to wrap things up. Make sure that you are flossing your teeth. Brushing them for at least two to three minutes. Gargle for 30. Stop. Brush your teeth twice a day. Brush near the gum line. You're too old for tartar. And um, that is... I'm I'm trying to keep the people... I want... I want all of us to go into old age with all of our teeth. <laughs> so, brush teeth. All right, lady, y'all. We josing. We josing. <laughs>